Love and Law showcases amazing lawyers globally who are bringing their own style of love into legal practice. Where there is love, there cannot be fear. Welcome to our show. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Love and Law. My name is Virginia Warren. I'm a legal conflict alchemist and I'm the co-founder of the organisation called Lawyers for Love. At Lawyers for Love, we see that the legal system in its present form uses fear-based techniques to solve problems. It says, love thy neighbour, else we'll punish you. It acts as if you still need a parent. Lawyers for Love, on the other hand, say to solve a problem, you need to shift to a higher level of consciousness than was used to create the conflict. That consciousness is based in love. And, the, and love says, love thy neighbour. And if you can't, we'll show you how. So that way we can begin to self-regulate. This is what we call lovers of the essence consciousness or Leo Tech for short. In these live broadcasts, we've been showcasing amazing lawyers globally who are bringing their own unique style of love into legal practice. Today, it's my absolutely great pleasure to speak with Alicia Temmerman. Alicia has been a lawyer for almost 20 years now, specialising in employment law and workplace mediations and conflict resolution. Alicia is also the founder of the Global Soul Centre and the author of Pure Energy. And I have that book right here, if I can get on the screen. Amazing book, because this is what we're talking about now, people, energy, okay? Uh, the Busy Woman's Energy Guide to Thrive and really has some great tips and techniques in it. She's also a spirit channeler, which is amazing, and an energy and relationship coach and to not but least of all, a mama of four. I think that's the biggest challenge on this planet, being a mother of four young children. Her sole mission is to help others raise their energetic frequency and enjoy a life um, and enjoy life more to help others gracefully navigate what it means to be a human being here on Earth School, whilst helping you remember who you really are, a magnificent spiritual light being. Alicia brings her unique style to the law by seeing her legal work as healing work with her overriding intention being to help the human and look past the roles of employee or manager for their highest good. Alicia brings compassion and kindness to her role to really see and hear the humans involved in the workplace, uh, in the workplace conflict, to listen deeply to what's really going on. And I think this is amazing. Alicia's legal work and Global Soul Centre work has recently intersected, and she's had the privilege of delivering workplace training to organisations on cultivating a culture of kindness. And I'm so excited to have you here today, Alicia. You are so multidimensional. You can do so many things with four small children to say, you know, absolutely the least of all that. Um, I align so much with what you do. Um, I say it's all energy and this is the way we uh, need to work from this point forward, seeing it from that point of view. And more than that is... I love that you are working in the workspace of um, workplace law because not many people know how to really navigate that space from an energetic point of view. But the first thing I want to ask you is how did you get into law? This is my favourite question to everyone. How did you get How did you get here and, like, and what are you still doing here? <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. And it's interesting that you say that about you feeling aligned with me because as you were explaining the whole premise of what you're doing it's like I'm just saying yes 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 and just feel so aligned with that that's a funny question because I it's not a funny question it's a great question but it's not something that I often get asked and 
the reason I got into law was when I was 15, I watched the movie The Accused with Jodie Foster. Have you seen that movie? I have a long time ago. And it has a full on scene in it where she gets gang raped on a pinball machine. And I remember just something in me just was like, no, this is not okay. I knew it was just a movie, but there was just something in me that kind of woke up or lit up. And so I had this idea that I wanted to be a criminal barrister and I wanted to bring justice <laughs> to rape situations, I guess, uh, because yeah. I just felt like it was just such a use of power of a, an instrument, a piece of our body that just shouldn't be used like that <laughs> in that way. Uh, and so that was kind of what triggered my interest in the law. But I never went on to become a criminal lawyer. I found myself going on to the path of trying to get into the best firm and then doing articles. Uh, interestingly, though, I ended up being in an area in employment where we also did a lot of administrative law which was professional disciplinary conduct hearings for doctors, teachers, chiropractors, psychologists. And a lot of it was about power imbalance. And sometimes yeah. it was about doctors and psychologists who had engaged in sexual relations with their patients and all yeah. of the implications of those things. So kind of I, I never made the connection until years later. It was like, you know what, actually within a corporate big law firm, I did kind of unconsciously find that little niche that was in some way kind of related to that. And then I went out and when I did start my own business, I tended to get a lot of sexual harassment workplace investigations that came to me and still do. I still deal with those kind of matters, but more now in a mediation context. Yeah. So that's the, yeah. that's the story. <laughs> That's crazy. And it really is, I think, you know, it unfolds, doesn't it? Life unfolds and you go where you're supposed to go. And because I, I love workplace um, relations, the idea of that, because a lot of people have difficulty with a master-servant relationship and how we can bring more of a balance to that. So, you know, how do you see that and how are you, do, are you doing that? Can you do that from an energetic point of view? When, you say, when you're saying, because you say you look past the roles and that's it, that we're all just players in the game here. And so you can see past these roles. Tell me about that. Tell me how you do that. So I say that pretty overtly when I work with people. So I often get brought into organisations. I call myself a little bit of a glorified cleaner where I come in for the sticky stuff. Like I love the sticky mess and to do my best to be able to help the humans to navigate through because at the time some of these matters feel so massive and so all-consuming for people because our work is such a big part of our life and when things get messy and specifically I come in for relationship dispute. So when workers, colleagues, managers, one of their direct reports, for example, when they get glitchy, so I come in, but when I have my individual sessions with them, that's pretty much what I start the session with, is that I just want to work with you as the human. I'm not really yeah. that interested in, I know there's the dynamic and that I need to be conscious of that, but at the end of the day, that's what we are. We are human beings. And so I want to hear from you as a human being, 
what's going on? Tell me what you're experiencing. Yeah. You know, what's not working? What do you see are the ways forward? How do you see that you've maybe contributed to where we are now? And trying to jump, get them to jump into the other per person's perspective. Because at the end of the day, what I've found is that employees, they all want pretty much the same things. They want to come to work. They want to do a good job. They want to be valued. They want to be acknowledged. They want to feel heard. They want to be treated fairly. They want to be treated with respect, treated kindly. And the more that organisations do that, the more you'll get these engaged employees who are thriving. So it's just connecting in and listening and noticing and hearing what's really, as I said, like what's really going on. Because even sometimes the human doesn't even necessarily know what's going on. And it's only through the, the conversation and the questions that it's such a beautiful thing. And you will have seen this in your practice that allowing someone and just sitting with them and being present for them to share their experiences and their story, they start to work it out themselves. I just had I this agree. happen with a, a, rela a relationship uh, coaching session yesterday in more in the domestic space, not in workplace, where it's almost I barely said anything over the session, but I just watched this beautifully as, as she worked it out and it was like, oh, and the things were dropping and, oh, my gosh, yes, and she's getting all these insights from herself. <laughs> Because that's it, isn't it? We do hold all the answers. We really do hold all the answers. Our our world is a reflection of what's going on within. And mostly, yes, people don't get the opportunity to speak. And I think that's what's happened with the legal profession. We don't allow people to speak and, mm. and just hear them for a minute. We want to manage them, micromanage them and get them through a process, get you in, mm. get you out, rather than hold space. Because, yeah, yeah, the minute someone can feel that loving space that you're holding for them, they feel safe. And, yeah, they can process everything. That's, they're hearing themselves. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, that's, that's amazing. I've just, you know, verbalised that. And I think, yes, you're right, people can solve a lot of their own problems. So mm -hmm. are, are you bringing this, yeah, uh, cultivating a culture of kindness, are you bringing that into uh, organisations to help them do this kind of work? I'm so excited about this this work. I actually, it was about 10 years ago, I was on the train and I was making my way into work. I think I had just had one little baby and I was going back into, at that point, I was working at Minter Allison and I remember this idea, it just like hit me when I was on the train of doing workplace training differently. I had this whole vision of creating this training that was all around being a good human, just being a good, kind human and getting rid of the legislation and not focusing on any of the law and this concept that well and I kind of imagine saw this slide that was like okay we can do this training like this and all the legislation we can go through through all the definitions of everything or how about we just focus on being a good human and treating people kindly and compassionately and then you kind of don't have to worry about all the nitty-gritty of the boring law because yeah. you're not going to get yourself within the scope where you're going to get yourself in trouble kind of thing. Uh, but by the time I kind of made my journey into Minter's, like all my confidence to suggest this idea uh, <laughs> had kind of fallen out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was a baby senior associate at that point and just I didn't have the confidence to say, hey, this was 20, what was it? I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. Maybe more. No, it was like that third about 13 years ago because my my first is 14 now so yeah and I just 
didn't have the confidence to raise that. So it's particularly exciting because I feel like it's been a long time in the making, this concept. So a long answer to a wrong answer to your question is that this is around really, I guess, putting the business case forward for organisations to see the business imperative around treating your humans well. And not yeah. only from the business now, but for that to be the culture where this is the culture that we have here. The, the teams that are thriving are the teams that feel that it's safe to speak up, that it's okay to make mistakes, that we're going to be, treat, we're going to be treated fairly and compassionately. The teams that I see dysfunction and toxicity in the culture is when it's the opposite of that. It's like you're not allowed to fail, you're not allowed to speak up, you're not allowed to ask questions, you can't seek clarification, you just have to, you know, shut up and do what you're told. Those are the teams that create so much havoc and so much pain, emotional pain that I sit with people. So rather than me coming in and trying to get brought in reactively, the idea of being able to come in and help people on the ground just to understand these basic principles of it being actually a business imperative. It's being it's good for business. Business. To yeah. Bring forward this kindness and also that this old way of managing, this kind of stick approach and you know, flogging people and pushing people, this is not getting the results. It's not sustainable. It's because as you say, yeah, pe people, um, they don't want to work together if if there's this culture of um, blame. Everyone will blame somebody else for what's going on because I don't, I'm not responsible for that. You know, you're going to get into trouble. And it's just like a schoolyard, isn't it, rather than everyone working together and to bring creativity through because I think when you feel safe, you can be yourself and bring more creativity through. And then the organisation's only going to benefit from that. I found 100%. that... Um, yeah, I found that it's a very difficult thing for people um, to define kindness and how to be kind. I heard someone say the other day, yeah, kindness, it's its hard to A, be kind to the unkind and, and how do we be kind? That's, that's the big human question. <laughs> you know, it's nice if everyone's being nice to you. And this is, this is where I suppose we're going to try and shift things around and say, well, it's all in how you react. Your reaction is yours. And... And what's going on within you, I suppose. Is that what is that how you look at things? Or how do you sort of educate an employer to say, well, if we're gonna bring in this culture of kindness, you know, when there's there's some bullying in the workplace or things like that, how do you how do you explain that to them? So the premise of my training is very much that it starts with you. It starts with you. And what I find is that the people who are best able to regulate their emotional responses to situations in the workplace are those who have done the work on themselves yeah. and that are kind to themselves and don't flog themselves and are okay when they make mistakes and they stuff up because they've kind of got they've got this sense of self-love within themselves that anchors them and so when all of the external stuff happens in the workplace, they're not getting thrown around so much. They're those leaders that are those steady leaders. It's when we've got leaders that are unpredictable, are inconsistent, excuse me, inconsistent, and they're not able to just have that steady approach, that's when it creates kind of frenzy around them. So the, the kindness starts with us 
And once we have that deep love and worthiness piece for ourselves, we are less likely to get triggered and to take things personally, to make assumptions, to do all of, to compare ourselves, to do all of the stuff that gets us into the nitty gritty and gets us into the mess. But also I talk about how kindness is not softness. It's no. not being a soft leader because I think there's been an interpretation at times that, oh, my God, he's such a soft leader or she's such a soft leader and then there's not the respect. So kindness for me is very much of the Brené Brown route, um, the Jeff Jeff Weiner or Weiner, I never know how to say his surname from LinkedIn, who in terms of compassionate leadership, clear is kind, being yeah. transparent, making sure that people know what's expected of them. They've got the roadmap to be able to actually perform. Keeping someone in a job when they are struggling without giving them the assistance, that is not kind. Turning yeah, it's for the highest good of all. Yeah, you said this before. Yeah, that's it. You've said it before. You said it here too, for the highest good of all. And that is a good leader that can make decisions for the highest good of all. May not be a popular decision, but often that is compassionate. And when they're you've just said too about um, the leaders can can take themselves out of the situation. They hold a high frequency and this is where we the energy comes in. Those people that are able to hold the frequency of love or a self-love mm. can hold a higher frequency. You don't get drawn in then to the fray of drama because you, you see it and it doesn't resonate with you. As soon as something like that resonates with you, you get sucked into the vortex of negativity and you're in. And so totally, there's totally. not much coming out of that. Yeah, and negativity is contagious. Just, yeah. and I speak a lot about this in my training in terms of the science of this, like negativity is literally just permeates through a workplace. So does positivity and just starting with tiny things where it becomes part of the culture to smile at each other. I yeah. talk so much about smiling. This is universal. This it breaks through any nationality, any race, any religion, hierarchy, all that stuff. It just dissolves straight away. You look in the eyes of another human being yeah. and you smile. smile. And it's just you can't not smile back. So, yeah, I, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely. Well, that's amazing. That's that's really beautiful advice for people because I often have people ask those questions about the master master servant relationship and their power imbalance and how do we how do we shift that? So there's some really good tips. I really love all that too. You now you're also um, founder of the Global Soul Center, and I know we've been talking about this for some time. You, you know, I've, I've been hearing your journey, and you've got this um, the Thrive Group as well. You're doing some amazing work outside the law. But frankly, I don't think it is outside the law because when we're looking at life from a different point of view, that it's all energy, that encompasses the law as well. So tell me about the Global Soul Centre and where that's at and what you're doing and how you're sort of going to bring all this together. Oh, thank you so much. It's always exciting when you get to talk about things that you are like crazy, crazy, crazy excited about. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, in 2009, I had a massage and I just saw the whole vision. It just like appeared this healing space, a center that is going to be a place for people to come, a high energy frequency place 
for people to come and to just feed their souls. So having lots of different offerings from different practitioners, holistic wellness practitioners, kind of body, mind and soul for to create a community space. Because I think in our modern world, we have really lost community in so many ways. We don't have the spaces that, that maybe were established previously in previous decades and so many people are feeling isolated and lost. Australia is like the t- second highest medicated country for anxiety wow. and so many people are lonely and I just want to wrap them all up and <laughs> love everyone and, <laughs> and, and, um, and let everyone know it's, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Uh, so that's my big that's my big vision. I've got a little version of it in here. I've got a, a little room that I, I run some classes from and uh, do some energy healing work from at the moment. But my, my vision that I'm working towards is is a, a bigger a bigger space. Yeah, well, lawyers um, are multidimensional creatures where uh, I think what we've tended to do is segment ourselves. Oh, this is my law side and this is my other mm. side. Well, mm. what, is, what is that about? I don't understand that. We are a whole mm. human. Bring all of you to what you like to do and then you mm. will feel better doing it because you're not then really, I think nowadays um, or in this this new earth that's really coming in because we see out there is the, the normal is a new normal and mm. I think with the isolations we're starting to understand that, yeah, we want human connection more than ever and I think some of us when we sat by ourselves for a while thought, what am I doing? Where's my authentic self? Mm-hmm. And for you, you know, even talking about this and more that we're going to talk about in a moment is bringing that authentic you to your legal practice. And I have many lawyers on these shows, you know, what, you know Reiki and beautiful things that are, they're bringing them their whole self and mm-hmm. the, that beautiful um, energy to legal practice, which is what we need. So I, I absolutely love um, that you're doing that because you've got your book here, as, as we talked about, Pure Energy. And what was the inspiration for that book? As you've just been talking, so much has come up for me because that has been such a journey for me to bring my whole self. And certainly for many years I had the separate identities and I was I had my legal identity where I was doing my work and then I was slowly stepping out more and more out of the spiritual closet and it's really only been very recently that I'm starting <laughs> to kind of be more open around, around those things. Uh, the inspiration for the book was... Then the whole story, right? I'll do it in a short version, but you know it. But for those of you who are watching, yeah. Um, so I was at that time in my life where many people have been, where you're completely exhausted, you've got nothing left for you or anyone else, and you're on the wheel of life and just on autopilot. That was me when I was. I had two little kids, preschoolers, and was trying to do a big, big job, and I just felt like I had nothing left and just had a wake-up call one time where I was having a struggle with one of my kids and some medical stuff and I was thinking, I don't have time to be here. I haven't got time to sort this out with my kid. And then I just felt like this, what are you doing? Where are your priorities are completely up your ass? Like what are you doing that you've brought these children forth and you have no time for them when they absolutely, like he needs you now. And all I was worrying about was, all of the work I had to do and I had to go back to work and get all this stuff done and manage my team and blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, and so that's when I just had this wake-up call that I needed to get back in touch with myself. And so I went on my meditation journey and journaling and I studied different things and Reiki and all of this stuff in the past, but I'd really lost lost my way with it. Life gets busy, right? And we get distracted. <laughs> we get distracted by what we think this world is. And that's where I was. I was distracted yeah. in the illusion of this world. And so uh, it culminated in a very full-on experience for me in March 2012, where I was hanging out the washing, very mundane task, probably had no shoes off, feet on the grass. Mm. And I had this experience where a voice started talking to me and many people talk about that. Oh, you know, I had a voice in my head. But as you know, this voice was using my vocal cords. And so I have this I am and about 30 times, 20 times, I can't remember, like I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. And it finally breaks through I am Goenga. I am your father's spirit guide. I'm here to remind you what you're here to do on earth. And he started to talk about energy and to help remind people, remind humans who you really are, who yeah. you really, truly, truly are at the true yeah. ultimate level, which is none of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've got these containers that we've been gifted to help us to journey through through earth and experience duality and experience physicality and all of those things but that is not our truth is what i understand and so he gave me a lot of messages uh, and then over the coming weeks lots of different energies uh, came through spirits ascended masters they refer to themselves as some angels who only sing who don't talk which was pretty confronting oh, for someone who doesn't sing <laughs> uh, and I was like the investigator in me. I got, I went and bought an old school video camera and I started videoing when they would come through because they would take on uh, different mannerisms, different voices, different accents. Like it's like in terms of the spectrum of weird, crazy, like we are like way up there. <laughs> and I just, but I needed the proof for myself as well. Uh, that this was real and that I hadn't spontaneously gone batshit crazy. Sorry for the yeah. language, but, <laughs> but that, that, that I, I can only imagine how that would have felt for you. And for me, like this seems like a normal way of being. You know, <laughs> we all we're all channeling all the time. I believe yes. just some of us don't listen. That's all. And yeah. some of us have the gift of bringing um, bringing entities through our guides, angels, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And and I love because because they have a different perspective because we're, mm. we're stuck here on this planet. We have, yes. um, this is, this is what I see with the legal system is it's a fear-based construct. It's a matrix. And we are drawn, like when you were talking about the employment law situation before, when you have um, a situation that's, you need to make a decision and there's some negative energy about, and you've got that within you, you'll be drawn to it. And so I see that the legal system has, because it's a fear-based system, system it punishes you you're afraid of it you say for instance you'll be on your yoga mat everything you know peace you know or even church peace be with you and you're you're all happy and you walk out the door and bam someone cuts you off in traffic you want to kill them you know <laughs> because you're drawn into that energy outside of you and you don't have access immediate access to that calm love within you mm -hmm. and this is what I see these 
we are here on this planet, but you're beautiful guides. And if you can channel this information from another perspective and they can share that with us, that's mm. crazy good stuff to, to mm. look, you know, be the the observer of what the humans are doing. And I think it's a playground. I think it's really funny, frankly. But, um, yeah, other people take it very seriously. So sometimes they, I have to go, calm myself very, down. They're very playful. Yeah, uh, yeah. The energies that come through are very, very playful. And a lot of the key messages are you are all taking yourself way too seriously it's fun have fun and the the, message recently that came through was (laughs) my guide said not to be cute but the overwhelming energy we get from your planet is overwhelm (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so what what we'd like to do and uh, alicia's agreed to do this so graciously agreed to do this is we're just gonna um she's gonna channel one of her guides for us today because i'm excited i haven't actually interviewed a, a a spirit channel before so if you're wanting to still do that today alicia i'd be really grateful and just talk to show our audience because this is important for lawyers here that, that watch this show they're seeing how it is we've got permission to be ourselves to be our authentic selves and still work as lawyers in this space and it really has been healing for a lot of lawyers to watch these um broadcasts so i've been really gifted with that um with that ability to deliver these things so i'm so grateful for you coming on today um are you able to do that for us now yes i can and as i said i think when you first asked me my immediate response was if you had have asked me, what I say, three months ago or six months ago, I would have been a definite no. <laughs> like yeah. I just, it's been like a build up for me over time. I came out of the spiritual closet, I think April 2018, and shared. I held this information for um, six years. I only told about six people about me being a channeler. I didn't even know what channeling was. Uh, I, it took me a long time to even realise that's what I was, what it was. Um, but, yeah, it's ta- it's been progressively building up the courage to be, okay, well, this is my full human expression uh, and this is one of the parts of the ways that uh, I connect uh, with myself is also through being able to, have other energies come into my channel so it's like a free it is a frequency and they explain to me it's like radio stations that they can just get onto my wavelength uh, and to communicate uh, like that Mm. Um, so there's two two ways that I channel maybe just to explain the channeling to particularly if you've got people who've never seen this before uh, because I know it can be confronting and it can look very strange so there's two ways that I channel one is I stay at the front and the energy comes in, I call in the energy, and they drop the words. So the words just come through and it looks pretty much like me. It's, it's this voice. It's, it's the way that I'm talking now. Or the alternative is that I bring the guide to the front, so I allow, I completely surrender and as a lawyer who we like to be in control and we like to be able to know, like, you know, you like to be able to know, you want to be prepared and you want to be able to be credible and all of this kind of stuff. Like channeling really tests all of that because I have, I don't know what's going to come. <laughs> and I have to surrender to my vessel and <laughs> being used in a way. Thankfully, it's only ever beautiful and positive and for highest good. Otherwise, I wouldn't be 
I wouldn't be doing it. Um, so the second way, which I will do today, which is where the uh, energy comes straight to the front. Um, so your viewers will see that I start to sound different, look different. Um, and I was toying with which, which uh, member of the spirit team I'll bring through. Uh, I will bring through Goanga, who, because I've, because you've asked me that story, who was the first um, energy who came through. Uh, the only thing is, the caveat is, for some people, you they might want to just watch, uh, sorry, they might want to just listen and close their eyes because he can be a bit distracting because he makes my face look quite different. Um, so well, we have a, we have a little bit of interruption today yeah. with the internet for some reason. So who knows what we're going to see or whatever happens. So okay. and we trust that everything will be perfect. Yeah. Well, they might sometimes that can in like the frequencies can interfere sometimes with technology. Um, so hopefully that will that won't happen. So yeah, I wasn't going to bring him because I was going to bring a beautiful, loving grandmother energy who doesn't look so weird. This looks pretty crazy weird, but you know, even for those people who uh, might struggle with this concept, uh, it's it's all it's all in history. Like in in uh, people's having visitations from all different kinds of things. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love know. it, and you know, I wholly support you doing this because I think it's amazing. And you know, yeah, I want to hear I want to hear what Goenga's got to say about it, um, about the way the legal system is on this planet. Yeah, how we take ourselves so seriously. I really would like to hear that. So the key things that you'd like to hear around um, uh, the maybe the practice of the law, uh, yeah. lawyers, the opportunity, what the opportunities for lawyers here. Um, the role that we play are, that, are those the kind of questions? Yeah, that's that's right. Because I because from lawyers for love point of view, and this is where I'm coming from, is that I think the legal system is an outdated model, and I feel that we have uh, we can bring in alternative systems, which we're 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 really endeavouring to do. So it'd be fabulous to hear what Goenga's got to say about that. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's do it, and we'll see what he has to say about all of those things. He loves a chat. So, um, okay, well, we, we might we might cut him short after a couple of minutes because we, you know, we don't want to run too long. Yeah. So tell me, how long do you want him to chat for? Uh, probably ten minutes or so. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'm just having a big drink because sometimes if I don't have enough water in me, I can't get quite connected. All right, it's going to look a little bit weird, people, but um, so be it. Hey. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And it's not a party trick, this stuff. Like I only do it in a space that I feel like it's going to be a benefit um, for people and in a it's really in a sacred, sacred way. Okay. Excuse me, beautiful Goenga. I humbly request you please come through my channel for the highest good. And with love, I'm talking to beautiful Virginia here and with love any information you can provide us uh, for lawyers specifically around the way that we can be in the world, how anything that you've got that you can share with us about the legal system, anything from your higher perspective that will be of assistance to lawyers watching this around the world. And even if you're not a lawyer, <laughs> hopefully it will be of assistance. Thank you, Goenga. Thank you, thank you, Alicia. 
Thank you for the opportunity. Hello, Virginia. Thank you, thank you. We are very, very happy to have a conversation around this topic. Hmm. So it is an interesting one, particularly on your planet, because there is so much of a hierarchy, so much of a hierarchy, and so many lawyers. Oh, yes. Lawyers, <laughs> lawyers, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, lawyers. <laughs> oh, the, the, the journey of a lawyer is quite one in terms of the spiritual development, shall I say, because it is quite a fertile ground. <laughs> it is a fertile ground for the exploration of oneself. It is oh, yeah. a fertile ground because of the embedded structures of hierarchy that exist within your system and your planet. And so it is quite a dance that lawyers have with the ego aspect of themselves, is it not? <laughs> because, oh, yeah. oh, yes, it is, because it is all well in the service that a lawyer is providing it's okay well you are paying me as the one that knows more and that knows best and so it shall be that i must bring myself in such a way and i shall present myself to the world as so very important <laughs> so very very important oh yes because that is part of the role that can be played and has been played by many, many a human who has journeyed through the experience of being the lawyer, the attorney, the all such languaging that is used on your planet. So it provides much opportunity for the growth of that aspect of the oneness that is coming through the particular expression of that human being because lawyers have the privilege, the great privilege of sitting with many, many humans when they are in what position? Usually at their most vulnerable and usually and often when they have potentially conducted themselves in a way that is not regarded very well by your humanity and your society. And so it is, we have the opportunity as the lawyer, do I see that other person as separate from me? Oh, look what they have done. Oh, I would never have acted like that. Oh, look at the trouble they have got themselves into. And all such things and thinkings that takes place for the lawyers when they are sitting with their clients. However, when those humans who are journeying through the experience of being lawyers are able to dissolve the separation, to dissolve the separation and to realize, to truly realize, oh goodness me, this other person, this experience that they are having is actually part of my entire experience also because I am but one tiny aspect of the full tapestry that is currently existing and oh my goodness who I'm looking at them and them and them and all the such things they have done but oh my goodness that is me and I am them 
Oh, I see. So now, now, how does this change the way you interact with this other human? It changes everything. It changes everything. The way that you then communicate with that higher frequency, the love and the compassion to bring to the work that is done. And it is not just with the legal work, it is with all work on your planet. No matter, no matter, no matter. All work provides the opportunity for that spiritual development, for the spiritual growth, for the remembering, the truth, which is that you are the divine humans, the divine humans. And when you come and bring forth the divinity within you, and bring it forth to whatever work it is you are doing. You are bringing a different intentionality to the work, which brings forth that love and compassion to see the other as my brother and my sister. And ultimately, ultimately, that is what is wanted, is sought for, is yearned for, is for every piece of the tapestry to remember itself of whom you truly are, part of all that is and all that mm. will ever be. And that when we have the remembering, the waking up, so to speak, that is when your questions about your legal system, the changes required for the legal system, this is when the individualized waking up gets to such a point that no longer, no longer can our humanity, we are no longer compatible with the current system. system. The current yeah. system will not be compatible when each and every, over time, when each human realizes their true form. Because yeah. when, and equally for all of the conflict across the globe, because when it is remembered, oh my goodness, what is this? We are fighting against our own selves. We are fighting against our own selves. So we put down the arms. We put down the arms and we're coming back and leading always with what is true and which is not an illusion. And that is pure love because that is the true state of every human and no human has been forgotten. It is an impossibility. Many humans have forgotten their true state, but no humans have been forgotten. It is impossible. It is impossible that divine connection cannot be broken. It is eternal. It is eternal. No one comes, no being, light being comes true to the human experience without the ultimate connection back to the divinity. But it is important that we remember being human plays a part. You are in human form. So it is not to go to the other extreme and to be only divine <laughs> because you are here to be human. So it is to be embraced and to be relished and to be enjoyed, to have more fun, to enjoy the physicality, oh, enjoy to eating the beautiful foods that you have on your planet. Oh, delicious, delicious, delicious. <laughs> All the such things 
not to take it for granted, not to take it for granted and to bring that lens of love through every aspect that one has the opportunity to commune with other brothers and sisters, no matter what the industry, no matter what the work they are doing, they are cleaning the floors of a hospital, for example. And so too, this provides exactly the same opportunity as any other role, any other job on your planet to enable the awakening of one's own essence and light to be able to be bringing that forth and outwards so that as you talk about the fear-based system, everything is the fear or the love, the fear or the love, the fear or the love. And once one is more connected with the love than the fear, then it is much easier to be able to make such decisions from that heart space. Mm -hmm. But when one is disconnected from their own being, their own essence, then there is the clinging to all of the things outside of themselves. And thus, processes can feel safe. We stick in the box of the processes. And so it feels safe. But often it is not the way to go through a situation bearing in mind what is required for the human element, for the caring and nurturing and tending to the humans involved, the clients that you have the privilege to work with. It is not necessarily your job to tend to them and fix and provide everything. But if you are able to provide the guiding light to start to connect them with their light for allowing them to remember that they already have everything that they need to tend to themselves. Then Beautiful. this is the way. This is the way. This is the that way. No, thank you, Goenga. That is, we're running out of time. So that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming through and speaking to our audience today and to me. So thank you so much. And um, we'll have Alicia back now, if we don't mind. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very, very grateful. I'm very, very conscious of how strange it does appear for me to be talking to Alicia. And thus, it is why it has taken her so long to communicate and to bring forth the messages. So we are conscious of that. And thank you, thank you. I only come with love, so much mm. love for each and every one of you. I have done the human journey and I too know how difficult and harrowing it can be at times. So thank you, thank you. Thank, thank you, Alicia. Thank you, Alicia, for providing me with a vessel to be able to communicate with the human beings at this time in your linear time on your planet frequency. Thank you, thank you. Disconnecting thank you. now. Thank you. That was amazing, Alicia. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for bringing Goenga through. I really, really enjoyed that. And there was so much great information. 
um, brought through them. So really, really valuable. Yeah, really having more love than fear. You know, we're humans. Mm -hmm. Yes, have the human experience, not be in the, you know, we have a few people that are, tend to go off into la-la land and, no, we're, he, we're humans. We're having the human experience and enjoy that. And that was a real takeaway I got from that. Even um, the idea for me as in Zen Buddhism, you know, there's a quote, Alan Watts says, you know, Zen spirituality isn't thinking about God while peeling the potatoes. It's just peeling the potatoes. And that's it. It's just having that beautiful human experience. So thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. That was uh, moving for me. Thank you. Oh, really appreciate such, it. Such a pleasure. I will. I'm conscious, so I'm there, and I am hearing all the messages. But I will listen back myself as well. Yes, um, great value. Yeah, so, thank you so much for your open audience. <laughs> your yeah. uh, hopefully uh, everyone, yeah, gets something out of that. And if it's completely out of field for anyone, then that's okay too. Like it's it's not everyone has to gel with it or believe that it's true. Uh, it's just if it rings true or something feels right within you, then that's great. <laughs> that's for you. That's right. Whatever resonates for people resonates for them. And yeah. for me, love resonates. So that sounded so beautiful. Now, look, yeah, we're, we're sort of going to wind up now, I think. Um, I so appreciate you being here today, Alicia. And if anyone wants to connect with Alicia and her work further, there's all her details in the description below. Um, we thank you so much for coming on the show and being so open because, as I said before, um, this is about lawyers. I know so many of them out of there that are in the crystal closet still that mm -hmm. haven't been able to come out. And it's just being yourself, really living your authentic life, and it's time to do that. And I think people will be forced to if they... I think authenticity is bubbling to the surface whether we like it or not. So I yeah, so appreciate uh, that. Absolutely. And, and that's how it was for me. I just couldn't hold it anymore. I was like, it's I, 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 just, I have to just come out of the closet and uh, deal with how, whatever people think. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm exactly the same. I speak, I speak the truth that is mine and whatever people take from that they take from it if it doesn't resonate go to so you know listen to someone else that's really cool really cool everyone just be yourself so yes. thanks again alicia um thank we'll so be much. speaking again soon and thank you so much everyone for being part of this broadcast thank you again thanks darling thanks so much for having me on i'm so grateful i love everything you're doing bye